0: Yeah. <laughs> so this is the about violence podcast and um man we have had a bunch of amazing ones but this one is extra special because i'm with my good friend jeff gonzalez i am excited to be here yeah i am more excited there, there was a period of time where i thought that you were going to be leaving us and i wouldn't be able to see you as frequently i know and i was like <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. yes so for those that don't know who you are mm-hmm. um i know who you are i know I uh, not know where you come from, mm-hmm. came from, mm-hmm. and um, and now what you do. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's go back in time to mm. current time. Uh, let's start at military service.
1: Awesome. So I enlisted in the navy right out of high school.
0: Lame. <laughs> go on.
1: I enlisted in the navy, the navy. right after
0: high school. Okay. <laughs> What what prompted you? So like when you oh, walked into the recruiter's gonna office. Mad. This is going to make you mad. And you're like, man, those Marines. Look <laughs> at that uniform, right? And there's like this asshole army guy that's sitting there maybe not didn't even acknowledge yeah. you right yeah. and then there's like a coast guard guys hey man what's going on welcome and then there's <laughs> then there's an the air force guy. He's like well listen we got a <laughs> we got, got some great opportunities we can pay for college you oh know? god and um this is you know the chow hall and also it, when you go to school you yeah, get yeah. to stay at you get to stay at a hotel yeah and uh, we much. don't call them chow halls we have no. call them dining, dining. facilities yes. dining um,
1: and then there's a navy guy yeah yeah that you went and talked to i did okay what happened so this is why i was going to say this is probably going to piss you off so what i wanted is i wanted to i wanted to put myself in the i wanted to put myself in the toughest position to prove that i could do what i thought i could do which meant that i had to select um the best that i could find and so at the time that was the seal teams and there was not a lot that was known about them back then this was like the mid 80s mid to late 80s and so you know I just deceivingly old (laughs) Um, I appreciate that yes uh, I feel it every day on the mat though <laughs> we're,
0: we're making fun of your oily skin but oily skin fewer lines did you know this I did not know that yeah and um so my my wife she's gonna look amazing for forever yeah 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 and, she uh, will. absolutely she, she has like that great skin that was yeah. just never she has no lines yeah you yeah know? um but, but you're you're 10 years older than me I think so and but
1: arguably we look the same age and yeah I think yeah. I mean th- people could say that I guess I get I'm a late bloomer yeah that's how I call it all
0: right so uh you want to go
1: and be a Navy SEAL yeah
0: yeah was and it's I... like a Charlie Sheen era Navy SEAL <laughs> before oh, okay <laughs>
1: way before <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> yeah I was deployed I was deployed when that movie came out so I felt but I felt good about that but um yeah so I I wanted to be um at the time like I did some research you know there wasn't a lot I mean we didn't have the internet back then we didn't have any like literature so uh, I went to the recruiter first and I asked about it and he was kind of pushed, you know, kind of pushing back against it. And he finally showed me, let me take a single sheet of paper, which shared on the front and the back uh, with the other um, spec war at the time, which was the hard hat divers. So on the front of the sheet was the SEALs and on the back was the hard hat divers. And that was the only literature that existed officially from the Navy on the SEAL teams. And it literally had like four bullet points of description bunch of pictures yeah i'm like yep that's it that's you what I go want. to the library
0: yeah um and uh grab one of those hard books that was like yeah. navy seals yeah. and it was like vietnam frog that was it that was all there that was. was all there was you, know, you couldn't even walk into a barnes noble
1: yeah to to go there into, was nothing
0: there was nothing it really was it was it, really hard it
1: was so like what i found i did some research um um when i when i was in high school i, I swam and played water polo so my district coach um took me over to Fort Sam Houston, which is, I grew up in San Antonio area where the pentathlon headquarters was. So the pentathlon five sports, you know, I didn't know much about it. I just knew about, I knew triathlon. And when I walked in there to go meet all the coaches and the, the, the athletes and whatnot, there happened to be two active duty seals that were training for the pentathlon there. Yeah. And so I walked into this stroke of luck. I, well, I didn't, I didn't know to expect that at all. And I didn't really know who they were, but he, the district coach was like oh and these are the um, these are the seals and he said it so blasé and i walk into this office it was like typical like brick wall you know like the cinder block office building i walk into this office two guys desk facing each other just sitting there they stood up and you looked at them and like i want to be like that yeah i want that that's what i want these dudes were just chiseled and i mean they you know they weren't the um you know they're what you know of as what the most common demographic for what a seal looks like
0: yeah you are not that <laughs> you, you're not yeah um, i know and I, I you know justin lakin oh yeah yeah love um, him to death th- there's these anomalies yeah yeah and are we and you you, you know this heavy having you know spent the majority of your adult life doing this Mm -hmm. that in the in the spectrum we have been looking for ways to predict who can be selected yeah who can pass that hellwick yeah who can make it through team week like every single we look for every indicator we look like we dive wild first special forces command they get weird yeah they start looking at predictors. um and there is a spectrum, right? Guys coming from elite athletics, um, obviously education. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are all good indicators, but not predictors. Right. Uh, and similarly, you have predictors of guys that don't won't do well. Mm. Size is a big part of it. 100%. You have to move the same distance that somebody Man. that is six foot tall. Yeah. Has to, yeah, right. You have to be able to hold something over your head, mm-hmm. and when everyone's taller than you, mm-hmm. the weight is on you. Um,
1: <laughs> know that one well, <laughs> yeah.
0: Every single one of, and, and and again, it's not a predictor, but it is a good indicator. Yeah. So when I see guys like you and Justin, yeah, it's like they're badasses. Yeah, they're you're like they're, you. Anybody from the special operations community that that looks at smaller statured special operations guys, yeah. you're like. That dude is tough.
1: Yeah. You will get a chantry and you're like,
0: oh. <laughs> of, of <laughs> the course. The anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Of course, chantry. There's those made outliers, it. 100%.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because, um, you know, I mean, dude, I checked in when I went to do my physical. I think I weighed maybe 130 pounds. And when I graduated, buds, I weighed 170. Wow. Yeah. So I like really packed on the weight and packed on the size. And it, it it is like a crucible of just, you know, it's a meat grinder. That's what we call it, a meat grinder. But the the end product is prime. You know, yeah. it's like really nice. But what class were you? 155. Woo. Yeah, that's that's old. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so funny. It is. It, it's, it's hard to be, uh, you know, now I'm kind of like at that level where I'm the old guy that like we had a teammate that passed away and we had a celebration uh, actually local here at the range and uh there was only one other guy that was in a class that was older than mine yeah and it was only by two two classes we we just did a a hiring surge yeah 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 on the
0: instructor side on the sheepdog response and a a bunch of sales came in yeah i can't even tell you their class numbers oh i don't want to know know, because but i looked at it i was like you know because like you know my neighbor will yeah, you know yeah, and like yeah. jared shaw yeah, you know, yeah. Th- those are my yeah like, my friends yeah. you know and and they're it's, old like you <laughs>
1: yeah i know it's it's funny but i mean i i consider it uh, you know i was it depends on how you look at it because i i was i was forged during uh like the cold war era and we scrapped for any kind of conflict we could get our hands yeah. on i mean like things that you know i can remember You we would get in once we got in theater someplace. So I you know I went obviously I went to BUDS graduated BUDS went to my SEAL team, and my SEAL team was and this was back before the current uh, organization which is rest of world. So it's forward facing. Whereas back then we specialized in AOs. So my AO was central and South America. And oh man, yeah. (laughs) And I'll tell you what's funny. I tell this story too. When uh at the end of third phase or towards the end of third phase, you get to list on a dream sheet the teams that you want to go to. And it's it's kind of nice. Like, oh, we're gonna pretend like we're gonna listen to you. So I listed team one, three, five, and even put SDV team one, all West Coast teams. I was the only one in my bud's class that went to the East Coast. The only one. <laughs> and, and and I and I remember when I when they call our orders out and and one of the guys there, um, instructor Faye, great guy. I can remember his name now. It's so funny. He uh he's like, you're going you're going to have fun that's what he said literally because when i was at second phase out at the island the command master chief and the co from seal team 4 came out there and they were talking they were selling they were selling the command basically and and it was like yeah we're going down range in and south america you know it's a lot of drug kind of work and it's it's you know it's kind of interesting and you're going to really enjoy it so you know we really hope that you know more guys will look at coming out there and i'm like Psh, east coast I don't want to go to the east coast cuz i went to a school on the east coast it was miserable it was miserable and i was like nope nope i want to go to the west coast so it was ironic that i went to the east coast and um you know we were just always trying to get into little scraps here and yep. there whatever we could get our hands on and so you know we really kind of do you remember when um a contractor
0: a-, a pilot or a missionary would get rolled up by the farc oh yeah and oh yeah you know if that that was rao yeah and, you know pre-war oh, yeah things like all of us were just foaming. salivating foaming you know, at like, the mouth like can we go so
1: like just let us go there were so many times when hey we're gonna go out uh you know like the, and of course you know whenever you get into certain theaters you'd have your you know you've would your team house or your you know your fob and you'd have specific areas that you weren't supposed to go to like the red zones was what they call them but somehow or another we would always find like like if the knife was the red zone we would find a cafe yeah. or a restaurant or and every time it would just get a little closer a little closer yeah. to the red zone <laughs> you never know i mean yeah. you know drive-bys happen all the time yeah. just we, you know we yeah. were, weren't in the red zone it was um
0: <laughs> we're not looking to get in a fight no but you want to be at the right place yes! when the fight happens exactly and um like mm. people ask me you know as you know where i'm up, like, I'm about to go overseas again yep, yep, and yep, yep. um you're like why it's like because i want to be there mm-hmm. and it's, it goes all the way back to you know like, for, for you pre-GWOD yeah you know totally. there, there's a thing in some people that's like um like what would you have given to be sitting in Colorado at the showing of the initial Batman movie when oh, that guy walked in oh, with a gas mask.
1: You have no idea.
0: Anything, right? I would've given I would have given anything to be there. That guy just goes in, starts yeah. massacring people, yeah, yeah. and there's a Jeff Gonzalez oh, in the movie, right? Wow. He's like, ha, ha, ha.
1: He <laughs> throws a thing in there, and then he just go immediately goes to hell for the rest of his life. So I gotta tell this. Okay. I gotta tell you this. So um, my older son and I, we were at a lacrosse tournament in Colorado. Three days. We went three days before that shooting. We went to that movie theater. We got eliminated from the tournament on the last day. So our flight was booked for the end of the day. So we had like the entire afternoon. So we went to that same theater and watched a movie three days before that event in the exact same movie theater. So yeah, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. I was like, Yeah. Oh, you know, but of course I was with my son, so I'm like that might have altered how I looked at things. But the bottom line is like, holy shit, I yeah. was that close, three days away from that. It's so Be funny anything. that you pull that one out. Yeah. It's so funny because I literally talk about that. Like when that happened, and it said Colorado, it kind of like, Phew. and then when it said the city, I was like, mm-hmm. and then when I look at the news reports and I look, I can see the movie theater. They had the you know the the cameras posted outside the movie theater for like days afterwards, and I was like. Shit, we were just there yeah, yeah so crazy but
0: what what would you have given to to be there in that moment well I'll you tell know? you what
1: the thing that would have sucked was yes to two but there's two scenarios the first scenario is if I'm there by myself yeah it's easy yeah. but but now I'm there with my family yeah and you have fucked up at that point yeah. like it, it was bad but now it's really bad because yeah. I have absolutely zero at that point, there's no remorse. There's yeah. no, there's no lines. There's nothing there, there, There's you know, just, I've thought
0: about this many times <laughs> where w- w- in, in the coas of how I'm going to respond in, in a lethal situation yeah. with or without my family, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in my priorities, work with my end state, my mission, getting my family out, <laughs> I love all these you words. know, um, <laughs> but, but similarly, like, okay, do I neutralize the threat if yeah. I try to evac them? Yeah. yeah. You know, in, like in my mental emergency action plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that that may not be the solution yeah. always the best solution is just neutralize the threat and then it goes into okay my response to neutralizing the threat if I'm by myself yeah. I'm considering what's between me and the target hundred percent what's around the target what's behind the target for no shoot throughs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'll f- fucking tell you the 100% God's truth if my family's with me I nope. don't give a fuck none anything that is near that person no you're every round is going to go into that body and that dude's going to immediately go into darkness. Yeah. And that's the difference between like yeah. me being a protector. Papa. And yeah. Me being like, OK, I'm a protector of these people. Right. I'm going to put one round. Yeah. In, you know, assess, know, yeah,
1: <laughs> CNS, hopefully, boom, the Dude, lights go. Out. I that's what I tell people. I'm like, you know, it's all fun and games until family's involved. And family to me is very broad term. Like, it's not yeah. just my, my family. Yeah, exactly. it's not just my family. It's like the people that I care for, the people that I love anybody in that sense. There is a, there's like a dark place and that is a place that that's where I, that's where I would live in that moment at that time. So current
0: day now, Mm, mm, mm -hmm. let's, let's. That was a great segue into a rabbit hole of, of violence and, and murder. And I love it. So you're a wicked talented shooter. Yeah, you're yeah, one, yeah. one heck of a, a shooting instructor. Thank uh, you. One of my favorite people to go shoot with. Um, I think we are both talented shooters, but we also know what we're good at. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things is when we go shoot together... I do a drill. You do a drill. Yeah. I do a drill. Yes. You do a drill. Um, sometimes we're playing into our strengths. Sometimes we're playing into our weaknesses. Yes. Um, sometimes we're you know like yes. playing transitions, yes. doing slow aim fire from twenty five, doing a t- you yeah. know, doing a, a a ten bowl. Yeah, like it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes we like pull out of our butts. Like okay, we're gonna do the FBI qual. Yeah, you know we're gonna do yes. um, the
1: GRS. One of this GRS mobility CTEs. It's so funny too, because sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, what's his, we- oh yeah, this is his weak areas. Okay. So this is, I'm going to pick this drill. I do that on no. purpose. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Maybe yeah. more than sometimes. <laughs> 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 but it is fun because when I do something like that, and you're right, uh, it is always a, I consider it an important part of any shooter's development is to train with other shooters that are as good if not better than you because it brings a whole new level to your game and it identifies those weaknesses and you know one of the things that I find to be just like overlooked at times is like people want to practice what they're good at but they don't want to practice what they suck at so when you work with other people they have a tendency of bringing out like I, I there was a I can't remember what drill it was and you shot that drill better than I did and I was like Mm, mm. so like the next couple of pro devs on my own i just went and i just kind of worked on all those essential skills of that drill to hammer that out so the next time if that came up i'd be like all right i'm ready and that's the fun part
0: another thing i really really appreciate about um shooting with you is how regimented and disciplined we are at keeping track of things oh yeah so um like you remember the the I don't remember you you remember the event that you lost yeah i bet you could maybe pull your book out and be like this was the, our yeah. respective scores yeah. um like how do you know if you're ever getting better if you're not tracking Dude. your improvements right it's so true like it, what 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 is my time for 10 yeah. in the black yeah. on a 10 point bowl so, you know it's what, so what true. is in a one minute time from a 25 meter on a on a score of 10 yeah. on a 10 bull like these are all very known measurable tests, yeah. but nobody keeps track because they go
1: up to the three and they do like, all right, what's my time for? I just want to blaze test. away, Yeah, blaze away. The thing about, and I tell this to people, like sometimes when people first come to train with us, it's a little bit of a culture shock because there are such standards that we we, we hold ourselves to. So it's obviously a byproduct. We're gonna hold everybody that comes into contact with us the same standards. And I try to always tell people, listen, if it's valuable, it's measurable. And you need to start measuring things. Yeah. And if you walk away, you know, like we give them a little bit of exposure to that and try to encourage them, hey, listen, this is what you scored on this drill. Work on these areas that make up, the, you know, because drill is about skills. You know, a drill is built up of skills that you try to practice and then the drill helps to identify what you're what you doing well or not well. And when people can pick that up and, and really focus on, okay, I need to start collecting metrics on stuff because it's, you know, like, unless it's not important to them, in which case, hey, cool. We're just having fun. Yeah. But if but you want to get good. If you're carrying,
0: you need to want to get good. Yeah. And if you need and if you want to get good, then you have to be measuring. hundred percent. And the That's fall the off between each of these steps, you know, like from the group the um, constitutional carry, I'm just gonna dunk on some people. You know, like it's my right to carry. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna take the responsibility yeah. of being a responsible
1: person that carries. So I'm the the problem with people like that is Listen, I'm not disputing your right to yeah. carry. 100%. Don't, don't mistake that. You're right. But at the same and time. We'll fight for it. Yeah, 100%. The problem is this. It's like, look, shooting is a sport, if you want to look at it that way. And I, I allude it to, and people hate it when I say this, but I allude it to like golfing because there's so much meticulous you know like attention to detail and the littlest of things that are going to help you to knock that ball down the fairway but i also what i like about golf is that you got to hit the long ball Mm -hmm. you got to play the short game you got to have you got to be able to navigate around hazards you got all this stuff it's not just one simple aspect shooting is a very complex aspect and particularly if you're shooting for self-defense there is no simple drill that's going to prepare you for every contingency that you can possibly expect so if you're trying to be responsible The first thing is, okay, protect your family. Well, if you're not good at shooting, how good are you going to be at protecting your family? So that's kind of like my retort to them. I'm like, listen, go. I want you to do it. Please spread the word, spread the gospel, help other people to recognize the importance behind the second amendment and why they should be carrying, but do it from a place where you're setting a good example as well. Like get out there, be, be not, not just, don't just be safe, but be competent.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we spend a ton of time. Chantry, Travis, Matt, Yako, um, reviewing shooting footage. Yeah, love it. And um, and you know, often ping you on text. Yeah. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah. And as a defensive shooter, like I love shooting fast, and it's fun just to blaze away. Sometimes you know. I love going out to Reveley peak when they're setting up for a tournament and everything's already set up. You know Maybe I go and shoot all the targets, you know, and then of course I fix them. Sorry, Vol, before I leave. Um, did you know that Carlos
1: beat me on a Texas star? Nice respect. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go right on. Of course, now you're going to be held accountable to doing that again and again and again.
0: But, uh, (laughs) You know, as we look at like the Dallas shoot, church shooting when Jack had a low percentage target that yep. he shot a guy, you know, over 20 meters away. Yep. We tried to duplicate that same yep. one moving from box A to box B on a low percentage target shooting between things. Yeah, um, wicked yeah it's hard. messy, wicked hard. Yeah, it's right? messy. Like, you Look at the Colorado. Um, it, Had you been anywhere in that theater, dude, how hard that would have been? The, how many shooters have turned off the lights? Yeah. And had a backlit shooter and tried to identify and positively identify a threat. Dude, it's hard. Ho- I mean, like the time that you could spend to try to replicate each of these shootings, it's impossible. Yeah. But what you can do is de- develop skills. All right. So I'm a subscriber to goodranchers.com and um, I get my meat from there with 85% of grass fed beef coming from overseas sources i want to know where my meat comes from so all the meat that i put on my table for my family i want it to be born in america i want to be raised in america i want to be ultimately harvested here in america so i want american meat i want to support local farmers that's why i use goodranchers.com. so check out goodranchers.com. it's the best you're gonna love it it's absolutely delicious 100 percent.
1: and that's the thing that's why i like the golf analogy you know you like golfers go to different uh different golf courses because they have different challenges, but they have, when they step onto that golf course, they have, all right, my driver, I know exactly where I can, I know I can put that ball. I can lay up right there. And then from there, you know, I'm going to my irons and I know exactly where I can put the ball and I got to avoid that hazard. And I get close to the green I'm chipping on and then I'm putting into, you know, yeah. they have this like full picture, the same thing in the shooting world. You need to be able to have that. Cause you're not going to know like that 20 yard shot was a hard shot. A lot of distance yep. well beyond the average defensive distances and that's what I tell people is like sometimes like most,
0: but most shootings happen between exactly like, stop and
1: it. I'm like okay that's great that's awesome but all that is is that's intellectual laziness yep. that's you and, being and lazy sure build your bell curve 100% you know
0: and like can I be prepared for the 60% most likely yeah you know but if you're not pre- preparing for the 20% on either end 100% of that, yeah. of, of that same spectrum of def-
1: defensive response shame on you that's 40% I the, th- the problem that I've got is that people find like um they use statistics everybody knows this you can use statistics to your advantage or you can use it to hide behind right and what i tell people is like i listen our the way that we trained was we could we could plan and rehearse for a mission and have all our contingencies in place and it's still gonna go different yeah right but what made us so successful was that we had the ability to adapt not because we had planned for it but all the work beforehand in our workup that helped to identify all these potential contingencies down the road so it's just a matter of like hey you know what things go sideways here but we have this skill set to solve the problem and we do and that's what I try to get across to people is like look you're gonna find in a defensive gun use you're gonna find yourself not fitting you know maybe you fit into the mole of you know it's happening inside of a certain distance with so many rounds fired at a certain time period of the day great awesome but what if it doesn't yeah and and the better question to ask is are you prepared for all those outliers because we're starting to see those outliers increase a little bit more you know with all the mass shootings that are happening distance is increasing uh multiple threats is another thing that people don't really th- think about a lot
0: body armor Bi- failure drills, Armor dr- all these past things 10
1: shooters th- half of them had something had something on them and it's and it's crazy to think that we find excuses to not we find excuses to stay in our comfort zone that's yeah. what it boils down to. And I try to get people, I'm like, man, living you don't really know what living is like until you live outside your comfort zone. Yeah. That's the fun. So you're an
0: you're outfitter. Yep. You're, what? What is the name of? Trident Concepts.
1: Trident Concepts. Yep. Fitting. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and actually, we celebrated our 20th year last month. What? 20 years. That's incredible. Yep, 20 years we've been doing this. And, you know, it's been, over that 20-year period, you know, we've seen a lot of things. And what I can tell people is that, You know, the aspect of self-defense is never going to go away, but what is difficult. So you will still have to defend yourself. Even if we were to miraculously do all this crazy stuff to try to like limit violence, you're still going to have to defend yourself. But what won't always be secure is our right to defend ourselves. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get more people to recognize, hey, it's not just about protecting yourself, it's about also safeguarding the right to protect yourself, which I believe is very well established in this little document right here, and how important it is for people, particularly all the new gun owners, to come in and start to actually have an understanding of what it actually means to be able to be armed and defend yourself. Yeah. When um,
0: I I was talking with uh, an SAS guy Mm. this week, that does security for a dude up in Dallas. And we were talking about the Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until he moved here oh. that he started to understand why dude. it's ingrained in our DNA, right? And it's not because I have a right to own an AR. You do. Yeah. Or, in my opinion, a tank. Yeah. And yeah. um, why, well, why limit it? it, it you shouldn't. <laughs> um, but it, it's intertwined with my right to protect myself yeah. and my property. Yeah. Right? Like this home is my home. Yeah and the, the my family is my yeah. family and i have things and and tools to be able to protect my things and my family yeah and uh and the founders knew that 100%, because yeah. they were experiencing a tyrannical government dude oppression and that oppression pushed them to a degree where they're going to pick up what they had the most advanced weaponry of the time <laughs> to fight that tyrannical government <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and anytime somebody's like, oh man, they had muskets back then, it doesn't apply to ARs. It's like, no, it was the most technolog- technological advanced weapon that they had at the time. Yeah, yeah. Included all of it. Yeah. You know, like the, the First Amendment didn't protect, um, yeah, at the time they had parchment. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't have the internet. Yeah, they yeah. They didn't have a typewriter. Yeah. You know, they didn't have Morse code. Yeah. They didn't have... But it includes that, yes. Because and it was in, the the founders very wisely made it intentionally vague and ambiguous in the language to make sure that it would always be inclusive
1: of whatever was 100%. going to be invented later. 100%. They knew that and it was it's so true. I mean, it's one of the most incredible documents that we'll ever see. It's so funny because um had a uh, had a had a guest on my podcast that was from the UK, and we got a chance to take him to the range like the day after the podcast, and we had a chance to. Uh, Kind of share with him the culture if you will yep. and that was one of these epiphanies as well he's like oh man i think i'm starting to get it i think i'm starting to understand it." And i'm like yeah first of all it's it's in our dna i mean not only did we fought for our independence but we fought to to we you know we we, we took that and we came across and we we colonized the rest of our own state or the rest of our own country and that required you know being able to put food on the table hunting that be able to, to fend off any adversaries that were trying to encroach on our on our livelihoods and it 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 just it's just a part of who we are that to see it continue to be attacked just baffles me it's like yeah. none of their arguments actually are sound not just c- continue to be attacked but
0: also not be defended yes people are complacent they've been comfortable With- for so long yes. that they have just been relinquishing freedoms inch by inch dude everywhere they look for dude. you know from 2001 the patriot yeah. act yeah you know to Big all the time. way to covid yeah like, sure you can have anything you you can put on my phone that you can track who i come in contact oh with oh my you god you know like let me download this app that gives my position and
1: shares it with dude. every group it on was the scary when all of a sudden when we look back at that and what happened what transpired during that time period especially COVID, is a great example very scary but the thing that i tell people is like a right not exercised is not a right. Anything not exercised dies. Yes. Correct. That's a great way to look at it too. And Absolutely. We
0: have not been exercising our freedoms for a while.
1: No, oh, man.
0: And uh, our freedoms have been dying.
1: It, it's the problem that I think people, it, maybe it's not a problem. The naivety that some people think that these, this document is never going to be challenged it's never going to lose it's going to it's it's always going to be there for our generation and future generations and i'm like no, no look at what we're doing right now i mean look at what what happened as a result of COVID. Yeah. look at what our government did to our entire country and the world in general yeah it's crazy yeah you can't um, say that anymore not not you can't say that this is safe this is not safe it's only safe if we defend it yeah. I mean, arguably,
0: 40% of Congress, if they could, would rewrite the yeah. Constitution right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They'd
1: be doing it to their own agenda. Without a doubt. And everybody that everybody that wants to change this cannot give me a good reason. Cannot give me an actual good reason. Like a lot of times it's for... Um, it's uh it's for safety. I'm like whose safety? Whose safety yeah. specifically? Tell me what it's gonna do. Because
0: everywhere you go, person that wants to change this, you have armed guards with you. Yeah. The building that you work yeah. in is bomb proof and bullet proof and you sit in an office that has bulletproof yeah. windows in it. Dude. You know, you go out in public and you have four security guards that are paid for by the government. So zip it. I
1: really don't have much patience for people like that. But what I try to also get across to people is that um, you know you're, what you're alluding to is that they, have, they don't have to worry about it because they have protections in place. Yeah. The average citizen does not have yeah. those same privileges. But, or, the, but this was rooted in racism. A lot of people will argue that, and I will say that, yes, it was, but I don't believe that at... Okay, so, yes, I get that, but I also believe that there was a better intent...
0: Yeah, I I think the intent and the aspiration. Yes. If
1: you read the first
0: two paragraphs of the Declaration of Independence in this preamble, and it says, In the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bonds and have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate the equal station to which the laws of nature and natures of God entitle them. A decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impel them to the separation. And this is it. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men mm-hmm. are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty,
1: and the pursuit of happiness. Man, I tell you, that that alone to me, like that's why I get it. At that time, there was slavery. But the way that I interpreted it, all men were created equal. Oh. And I believe that, you know, that's how I, that's how i choose to interpret it and that's, i understand that people choose to do it differently and that's fine that's their that's their prerogative but no it's,
0: the, it's their agenda it's not their prerogative exactly
1: that's exactly it
0: because i um reading what all of the founders wrote even ones that owned slaves yeah. they wanted that all men were created equal that's it and they knew where we we're going mm-hmm. that we're going to abolish slavery you know but
1: the thing about it too that i think sometimes people have a hard time digesting is that these documents were created to fight off the shackles of tyranny and oppression without these documents or if these documents should fade away in, in, into antiquity then tyranny and oppression are the are the most common logical responses to that but everybody wants to think well we live in a more civilized world and i would argue that i believe that it was probably a tad bit more civilized back then a tad bit You know, so that argument to me doesn't fly. On top of that, I also think that to safeguard these innumerable rights, we must be proactive in them. And that's, that's, that's the gist of the message that I think both of us are trying to get across to people is like, get out there and do something. Even if it's just to get your LTC, just something as simple as that, you know, you're doing something because I feel like the more people invest in that, Here's the other problem too sometimes people want to live kind of like in a in a nice little bubble it's a pretty bubble there's nothing bad inside that bubble everything's good inside the bubble but that bubble is not realistic right and i would prefer to in i would prefer to see the world through the lens of how it truly is versus how i want it yeah and be pe- be prepared for violence, be prepared for people that would want to st- strip away my rights. Be prepared for people that would want to reinstitute some level of oppression. And and when we look at COVID, I mean that was oppression. Yeah. And you can call it whatever you want. It was oppression, but it was oppression. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's like uh-uh, not falling for that. You know the four, what was it fourteen days to, to for the curve. Yeah, nice play. Well done. You got us. Yeah, but don't see that happening again. So that was the one takeaway from that, is I hope that enough people woke up to recognize the powers that the US government and governments c- across the world can demonstrate. And, and you know this, right? Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so put a little power in people that have weak character We talked about this a little bit earlier within the special operations community. What do we look for? We're not looking for the physicality per se, because that's something that can be trained. We're not looking for the skills because that's something that can be trained. What we're looking for is the character. That's something that can't be trained. That's something that you have innate or you don't. And I guess you could develop it by being around other like-minded people. Maybe you didn't know that growing up. You didn't understand what that meant. And now you can develop that level of character. But that's the key. And... Character is definitely not something that I see a lot of our political leaders demonstrating, mm-hmm. and I I don't like to use the term political leaders. I like to use the term political activists. Yeah. I don't <laughs> see them as leaders. We have we have a, we have a few right now. True. We have
0: we have more um, former team guys.
1: I know in
0: in Congress than I think ever in history.
1: It's hilarious to see that um, of the f- of the four that ran, all four were elected. That's right. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. And. You know, A lot of them I know, and the thing that I have been paying attention to is what are they doing right now? And every one of them is... They're getting after it. They are. 100%. People throw stones at them. Oh, they, um, well, that's the thing. What I don't think people realize is how difficult that job is, and what I don't think people realize is that how hard it is to actually get anything done. Yeah. The bureaucracy that exists, it exists for our protection, partly, but it also exists to stymie change both in a positive and negative direction Yeah, unfortunately
0: yeah status quo right now just continues to perpetuate the current problems and making uh the elite class richer oh my god and then you get a i mean you you got a couple of team dudes in there that are fighting it hard
1: they are and and you know what i like like they all have their kind and i don't know if they plan this but they all kind of have their own um area of interest right And Eli is really big on the border. I know Dan is really big on the cartels, and mm, those are the ones that I really pay attention to because those are the ones that impact me the most. The others, Latrell's going after um, that are in mental health and everything that's like. Yes.
0: uh, Then he he also backs up. um, Yeah. On the border, it's
1: it's awesome to see them taking each other's back. One hundred percent. But that's the thing that really bothers me is that, um, you know, it takes these guys to get into the the system, if you will, and start to try to hold those political leaders accountable. Like, why aren't you doing this? Why can't you do this? Let me tell you what's really happening. Let's 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 actually talk about the realism, not your spreadsheet that you're looking at and with numbers on it that don't really amount to anything that just are manipulated for you to be content with your position. Yeah,
0: if um, let's say
1: you're a busy dude mm. but
0: let's just say i don't know how all of the things that you normally have to take care of yeah yeah um teach whatever courses you're traveling to all, all that got just handled for three months mm. and you got to do professional shooting development for you mm. you had no budget mm. and you could go you could go train <laughs> i like where this is going you could <laughs> go train with um five guys yeah yeah who, who are you gonna go with oh man so you got you know the kyle lambs yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. have um, John Shrek McPhee. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. Mike
1: Glover. Yeah. you know. Um, so I, I will go. I will go somewhat old school, and probably one that I would go back to is Paul Howell Oh hell, yeah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can drop Paul Howell any day. Like that guy yeah. is epic. I love him. I love him to death. And you know, he's also he's here in Texas, so that that's an easy thing. That's an easy one. Um, I, I would probably also try to look Jim at Jim Smith. Yeah. Oh, I love Jim. Yeah. I would. He's pro- in Texas too. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas. I think he's up in DFW area. I would like to try to work in areas that i'm not accustomed to um and i would probably get back into some of the long gun and stuff and um there's a there's a facility down in south texas rifles only great place took my younger son down there uh to do some long range really long range stuff i'd really like to get back into that uh, that's an area that i need improvement for yeah. sure and you know to be honest I have prob- you been to our precision rifle course yet I'm no saying. I haven't you can literally just go anytime I know but you know there's also this this the the time thing right it, okay. we're talking about like our our make-believe world yeah, here make that believe. I love would love I would and I would stack it too man um you know the other thing too I'd like to do I'd like to go and see a lot of these guys the the younger guys I guess you can call it like guys like Mike Glover I'd like yeah. to go and see well he's the not a younger G- guy well technically not but I mean he's younger than me yeah um the guys from GBRS those guys I'd like to go and work with I think you know just you know because what my gut tells me is that you know the bullet comes out the barrel the same way what's different is their approach towards passing that information along and you know I'm not going to say that not a lot of things have changed because I hope things have changed. Like the, the efficiency of how we communicate, the efficiency of how we transfer this knowledge. That's where I'm hoping. And I would love to kind of take some of that information away. Just, just for my own pro dev, like you get kind of, um, complacent, complacent is not the right term and confirmation bias, isn't it? You just keep doing what you're doing, right? And you just kind of keep head down, feet moving kind of mentality. And I'm not saying that if it's, it's not broken, but it also is nice to come up for air and kind of see what's going on. What what is what are some of the new th- and maybe it's only for confirmation that you're doing everything right. Yeah. Awesome. 100%. Or maybe it's like, mm, you know, I, you know, there you know, there's some there's some differences for sure, but I don't see them as negative. I see them as improving the overall perspective of how I do my job. Yeah. Right. It's not like don't limit. My, don't just because something comes from some some other institution that maybe you don't like doesn't mean that information is invaluable. And don't shut yourself off to that either. That's the biggest mistake that I see coming from a lot of people as they become somewhat entrenched in a dogmatic approach towards things. They like, hey, train with everybody. Get out there and do as much training as you possibly can. If I'm going to go and train with these people, what does that tell you? That tells you, you should probably be training with them too. You should probably train outside of your little cult of people that you like. Cause that's the other problem that I see people find their, their one favorite trainer and that's it. Yeah. They just stick with them and that's good. I'm not saying that's bad, but look, you're only doing yourself. Um, you're not, you're not helping yourself by not getting out there and seeing what other people are putting out there. And I will say this, you might find out, oh, you know what he's right. I'm gonna go back to the source. I'm gonna stay at the source because he's he's putting it out. I've been out there, I've been in the jungle, in the frontier, and I don't like what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to the source and stay with the source. So that's the other positive, is that you might get that validation that what you're what you're doing and where you're at is where you should be. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, where can everyone find you? So well, if they
1: wanna come shoot with you, how do they find you?
0: So And the, what,
1: what do they got in store for them if they come and shoot with you? So the best thing is to go to the website tridentconcepts.com you'll find everything there Um, where did you get the name trident concepts well trident (laughs) comes from the the uh, our insignia and then concepts was to bring the same mentality and that was one of the things like it's so funny you mentioned that when people ask like in our brief in in our morning brief when we meet everybody I try to give people like a little backdrop of who I am I figure that if you are coming to the training class you have an idea about who I am but I expand a little bit. And really where I focus is like, what are the what are the three trends that we have been doing for 20ish years that have led to our success? And one of those, you know, well, all three of them just started, is that everything we're putting out is built around Battlefield experience, mine, everybody else, blah, blah, blah. Um, the second is that everything's built around performance, right? We, I, I don't care if it works for you, great. If you're able to meet the standards, I don't care how you did it or where you got it from, good for you, right on. Um, and then the third one is that I don't care. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you do. I don't care what uniform you may or may not wear. All I care about is your performance. Yeah. Like my investment in you is to see you improve. Like I'm invested in this. People don't understand that. But you know, you as an instructor get that same kind of like connection with people and you want the best for them. And you're not, I'm not willing to sometimes settle. Like yeah. I want them to put, like I want them to come at the program with the same, intensity and passion that i have for it because if they do they're gonna they're gonna see an amazing growth for themselves Uh, so those are the three things so if you come to our class you're you can expect to be challenged you can expect to be exposed to some of the weaknesses that you have in your technique or your overall shooting skill uh, not because we're trying to push you down, but because we're trying to build you up. We're trying to identify those weaknesses and help you strengthen those weaknesses, so that now you're a well-rounded. The whole man concept. Yeah. Trying to build the whole shooter concept. Don't want you to have like areas of weakness. So they'll get that. Um, you know, we travel all over the country, just like you guys, and we we go. You know, we try to we try to balance where we go each year. Like I want to diversify across. I don't want to center in one area. Uh, some years are better than others as far as getting that done. We're about almost, we're, you know, more than a third through the year, almost, well, a quarter through the year and um, people can go to our schedule page and find out where we're going to be at. We're going to be doing a couple, we're doing actually more classes locally now too. Which is nice, yeah, yeah. I'm happy about that. So in the greater Austin I'm area, I'm happy about that. I know, me too. Well, trust me, and I just, yeah, yes. So I am not moving. We're staying here in Thanks Austin, Lord. Yeah, we're staying here. We're not going anywhere. And podcast. Where can people? So bulletproofworkshop.com, bulletproofworkshop.com. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're changing that profile just a little bit. It's going to be now something that we do up in the Dallas area, and we're going to be doing it a little less of a frequency. We were doing it every week, every week. We were doing it so much. It's a tough it's thing. thing. Now we're going to be doing it more like once a month so we're going to still keep doing that but it's it's going to be a lot of fun and you know people can find me you know on social media everything on the social media stuff um we're doing a lot more we're trying to be more engaging that's something that you know my um my reservation about being too public you know that still kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies it's hard yeah it is it really is but but i'm trying to do more about being engaging in social media so people can find me on all the social media channels and then um the book, the Concealed Carry Manual. That's another big thing that we did uh, about it's a year ago. Book. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed that book. Um, it it I feel like for the new concealed carrier, it's the best roadmap to really get in. it. Actually, literally has a roadmap in it for you to get good or to at least get to the potential to be good. And I mean that's I think that's it. I mean some some other things will pop up. I'm sure. Have you been back on your rifle? Because when uh, oh, we're yeah. shooting. <laughs> I
0: might have I, been on the rifle a little bit more i think
1: you were and that's okay that's okay well, at the time work-wise <laughs> was, yeah 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 sure. absolutely yeah yeah uh, you know and that's that's the key like okay all right so yeah i need to bring i need to be working a little bit more and that's the funny thing too is like you you know we're we're required to maintain this proficiencies across all these spectrums and sometimes you get a little comfortable in one spectrum without yeah. really broadening out so yeah you caught me on that one and my got
0: phases too you know like now I've been off the rifle for four years and i've been like low viz yeah Uh 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 um, that's
1: why i like in this ar pistol class because it kind of like it's getting into that low viz we'll do a little bit of bad gun deployment stuff like that so that'll be fun but yeah we're actually bringing back a rifle class that i really love which focuses on like more of the mid-range not the long range but mid-range like 300 and in which i love like that to me is like a rifleman like if you're a rifleman with an ar you know standard you know nothing super fancy no precision work or you know accurized guns but your ability to be able to exploit the capabilities of that rifle to me don't end at 25 yards you know you you should be able to do that 100 200 preferably we do it out to the three so I I love that class that's a favorite class so maybe I've been putting a little bit more time in on the rifle oh man maybe we'll see we'll see the next time we get together all right we gotta we gotta go shoot yeah man I uh
0: love shooting with you yeah i love hanging out and talking with you um love your mind and your passion about the second amendment and uh supporting and protecting our freedoms um we'll just keep on getting after it. oh absolutely 100 and uh again check out uh, Trident concepts and um and your podcast one more time Bulletproofworkshop.com. there it is all right this was the about violence podcast stay safe stay free and uh go find one of your rights and exercises
1: yes I like to remind people stay safe or be dangerous. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. God bless America. <laughs>